and welcome back. It's the Dirt Talk Podcast Monday edition. I am your host, Aaron Witt, on a mission to make the dirt world a better place, joined by my co-host, Alex Horton. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. We're happy to have you. Alex, I'm going to start with, so I got a text message from Dustin this morning Mm -hmm. saying, I don't know if it was a joke or not, but it's, he said, I wish this was a joke. So it's, I'm assuming it's not a joke. Okay. But he said, and I put it on social media, he said he was at the airport peeing and the guy, there was a guy in the bathroom listening to Dirt Talk without headphones no on. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. I shit you not. Amazing. How's that? It's, uh, it's on its way to something. We're, we're being played in airport bathrooms across the nation. You know, that's really been my dream. This is a high class production. Have we made it? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. Or is it? A shitty production. You know, we've talked internally about we need to stay hungry, but I feel like we're at the top already. <sighs> Maybe we can just call it a call it a day. <laughs> and with that is your podcast. Thanks for tuning in, stay everybody. Stay dirty, everybody. Yep. Trick. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I woke up to that text message. So I was like, that is amazing. That's a hoot. Yep. And I got a f- multiple photos from people who have spotted the Buildwit truck driving around the Midwest this week. Also saw that this morning. Yep. So thanks for keeping Eric, Chell, Brian, and Angel in check. I, I appreciate all of you guys making sure they're not uh, not doing anything too silly. That's, that's a hard that's a hard hope. I, I, I leave them alone. We had a good thing going. I leave them alone, and now that all they do is just <laughs> eat pizza. You know, <laughs> one thing Eric said a couple of weeks ago, He's like, when Aaron's not on the trip, we eat better. Yeah. It's like, well, better is uh, yeah. subjective, subjective, but yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah. Better as in more pizza. When I'm traveling, there's no pizza. Yeah. It's just greens. No, there's no fun. We don't have fun. You know, I've never had fun. We're there to work. Here We're not there it. to eat pizza. It's true. Um, so this week we have been hard at work on build it leaders we're coming off a week in which we just recorded about 30 hours of build it later content. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I passed out at like seven 30 last night. <laughs> you deserved it. I mean, <laughs> shit, you guys have been just barreling through some of that stuff. Yeah. This, this, yeah, this week, like 30, 30 hours of build it leaders content. And I didn't even do most of it. It was really Randy and Marcus doing most of it. This is podcast number five this week yep. that we've recorded which is just ridiculous. That's a, that's a lot for a week. I've had meetings with the office. We kicked off development for Build It Online. We're wrapping up some massive projects with creative. It is just absolutely nuts around here. Yeah, it's exciting. I've, I've never been more pumped up, but also probably never been more tired. Yeah. At least work tired, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm exhausted. And this week is is going to be something else. Damn. So Dan had the idea, and if you listen to the, the podcast with us talking about Build It Leaders, to involve Echelon Front, which is Jocko's consulting business. If you don't know who Jocko is, look him up because he is well worth a follow. And if you haven't read his book, Extreme Ownership or Dichotomy of Leadership, could not recommend those books more. So it's Jocko and Leif Babin and create this business echelon front. They have this thing called the field training exercise. And that is where, and again, I, I, 
I don't think we've already talked about this. So we're just going to assume we haven't talked yeah, about this no, we're good. publicly. Um, so they have a field training exercise in which they run through a, they run a group through leadership tactics and strategies in a classroom setting, and then do a full day simulated warfare event with the people that learn the leadership tactics and strategies versus Navy SEALs and special <laughs> opera, former special operations guys. That's a fair fight. To put these people under pressure and to make them play out these strategies in a stressful environment. And so we're doing that this week with the leaders of all the comp- uh, the partners, the Build It partners. And, and then we're going to record it all for Build It leaders. So it's Build It leaders, but it's also a Build It partner event. So we're having lots of Build It partners in to Nashville this week to do the FTX field training exercise, which is just going to be an absolute blast. Yeah. And we try to provide a lot of value for companies that do business with us. The partnership's a big deal and we're, it's only becoming a bigger and bigger deal. And, and so we have these meetings, but this is an opportunity that we, we're trying to create more and more special opportunities for our partners and give them access to things that they could not normally get access to on their own. And I've been telling people that it hasn't really been true yet because we've been this small little scrud business. We still are, but we're starting to get cooler and cooler opportunities. And this is one of them. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're running our partners through, and these are the leaders of heavy construction, earth moving dirt world companies through FTX this week, shooting all of it for build it leaders. And then after that on Wednesday, I fly to Spokane drive a few hours North to damn near the Canadian border and spend two days with Jocko life and the echelon front team out in the woods. Should be cool. Yeah. <laughs> when are you going to sleep this week? Just ballpark. I don't know if I'm going to sleep. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm just going to, or you might sleep like a baby. This week will be powered by energy drinks. Yep. By Jocko energy drinks. Cause he does have an energy drink mm-hmm. available playing, at Wawa. He playing. <laughs> Only available at Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's, I was fired up about the St. Louis thing a few weeks ago, but it, it was, was a little bit beginning. of a, yeah, it was just beginning and it was a little bit of a struggle because it was like probably 200 people. It was a big group, but this group, it's extremely intimate. It's about 10 people from Echelon Front and 10 outside people going. That's it. So for every one echelon front person, there's one of you. And so it's all personal time to really work through the leadership problems I'm facing today from former Navy SEALs. And there will be guns and that kind of stuff too, of course. Sure. But yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to come back hopefully a little wiser. Sure. Hopefully. Yeah. And, and this is something I'm, ex- I'm really excited about. They believe that every problem is a leadership problem. And me being 26, I have not been a leader for all that long. My leadership resume is not exactly full of, <laughs> of bullet points. Sure. And so to talk through some of the issues I'm facing as a young leader with arguably some of the best leadership consultants and experts in the world is going to be a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. And I've always believed that the best money you can spend is on you. So it's not cheap, 
No. But I'm investing in myself as an individual and as a leader so that the organization doesn't outpace my capabilities and I can continue to effectively lead a growing organization. I see a lot of leaders, they make this mistake of failing to invest in themselves. Their organizations outpace them and then they become, they they end up with a huge problem on their hands. I don't want that. Me neither. And you say that every problem boils down to a leadership problem. You lead build with and if we have problems, sounds like it's your fault, man. It all stops at me. <laughs> and it is true. Yeah, I mean, that's like their book. For comedy and truth. It's all, it all comes down to me at the end of the day. And I take that really seriously. And it's very humbling. And because I have that responsibility, I need to put a lot of time and effort into making sure that I have the skills needed to lead the organization. Sure. And I think that, that that's for everybody who works at BuildWit is finding ways to like make sure you c- can do your work well, but also just like be a, a great human. Yeah. And that's that responsibility is on everybody. And so I, I know that we're all very thankful that you recognize that those are things you want to work on. I'm excited. Stay tuned. We will be reporting back to you. How it went. How it went. Yowza. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah, it's it's a lot for my little mind to wrap around. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just going to dive into it just like anything else. And guess what else we're going to dive into? Questions. Questions. Nice segue. Put me on the radio, baby. Hello. <laughs> All right, let's get right in there. All right, first question is from Zach Grenier. He said, I'm curious how you at BuildWit handle corporate travel and booking flights and hotels. Do employees use personal cards and expense them? Who keeps the points? This is a, a great question. This is a really great question. I'm big on trusting people. And everybody that comes to work here has my personal trust and the organization's trust day one, 100% of it. You don't have to earn trust. You come here, you have that trust. That's it. And we're very, we have high standards when it comes to that trust. Yeah. And that trust is is never broken if people follow our values. And so we have values that's do what's right, do the right thing. We have make decisions. We have a few values there that apply to spending money. Yeah. And we're financially, and then we have transparency wins, I guess, would, would apply to money too. Sure. We're, we're financially transparent. And so along with that trust, I believe that everybody should have the ability to spend invest company money as they see fit. And if it's in the best interest of the business, then they have the authority to spend money. So if they need to go somewhere, if they need to travel somewhere, they have a company credit card that does not have a limit on it. Mm -hmm. They can book travel at any time to go anywhere as long as it's in the company's best interest. That's it. So everybody has their own card. We have corporate programs now with the rental car companies and, and wherever we can, but everybody coordinates that on their own. Um, these days, since my time's more limited and I do it so much, honestly, I have help with that. Jessica, yeah. she keeps my life in order and, and helps me book my travel. But as far as travel is concerned, otherwise everybody's in charge of themselves, their own travel and coordinating themselves, paying for it themselves. And we don't babysit it. You know, we just 
try to educate people on how we view money, on doing the right thing, on our values, on making decisions, on being transparent, on making sure that every dollar they do spend while traveling is in the company's best interest. If they can be smart about spending money, they're expected to be smart about it. But to get to where we want to go as a company, I don't have any choice but to trust people. And sure, has my trust, have people really screwed me over in the past? Yeah. Am I going to get screwed in the future? Perhaps. But if you just wholeheartedly trust people, I feel like you get screwed a lot less than people that mistrust people. When you mistrust people, you're putting that out to the world. And I feel like you get screwed a lot more. Like a lot of business owners, they talk about how much they get screwed. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've been screwed before, but we're doing just fine. I'm not saying, hey, come on in and screw me. Like I try to prevent it, but I just I just trust people. Well, in our, our hiring practices, um, certainly filter that kind of stuff out too. You know, it's like if you're if you get hired to build with, it's like because like you're you're worthy of that trust, and we've already decided that that's that's part of what you get from the company. Yeah, you know, and there's yeah, so there's no approval process, expense process, anything like that. We track it all for the IRS and and for accounting purposes, but. I, I mean, I very rarely actually look at things, but mm-hmm. we, we do have processes to just double check here or there. Yeah. And, you know, if and when somebody does take advantage of it, there won't be any patience for it whatsoever. And I've told someone that like, hey, if you do something that's not the right thing, you're, you're done. Like if, you're, if you go against our values once, there's no, there's no discussion because we make it very clear from the beginning. And I'm actually developing a, a contract, a culture contract that is essentially written based off our values. Like I will always, here's what you agree to. I will always do what's right. For example, I will do my best to make decisions and and those decisions will always be in the company's best interest. Even, and and I'll always do the right thing, do what's right. Even, even if it's, it's inconvenient or expensive or, you know, time consuming, whatever it may be. And and so that's how serious we are with that upfront understanding. And in return, you know, we don't ask a whole lot from people. In return, they get 100% trust, freedom, high pay, a fulfilling career. Yeah. So it's a it's more than a fair bargain. So that's a great question. Well, well thanks, Zach. I appreciate, appreciate you reaching out. Second question from Brett Ruppel. I don't see a home for your 259D on your new office layout. Where's that thing going? Man, I wish we had a home for it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually working on something right now. Cool. That could serve as a home for it. But initially, I have a, a backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to so, get a trailer for it? Yeah, okay. yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll have a trailer. No, I'm just going to drive around town. <laughs> I was like, you're going to take a while to get it places. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to put it in my backyard and then that I've been looking, I've been talking to some people around town that have some land that are, that have said, Oh sure. Yeah. You can, you can stop by and, um, just mess around with your skids to your So I think I'm just going to float around with it. Cool. See where the wind takes me. But step one is getting the machine. Yeah. Got to get it first. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm a simple man. So I just like, you know, let me, let me just do step one before I worry about step two. And so let me just get the damn machine and because of supply chain constraints right now, that has taken so much longer than expected. Because we're sitting here almost four weeks after I saw the thing come off the assembly line. It's still not here. 
I was joking with Caterpillar. We were just at Thompson the other day and it's not their fault. It's just, yeah, just how it is. Yeah. It's just, it's just, you know, the, the, the system is so constrained right now, but I was telling them, I'm like, I'll go to North Carolina and pick the damn thing up myself. Like shit, I'll just drive up there on a weekend yeah, what with a I trailer can? and throw it on there. Like what the hell? And good thing I don't have any money to actually make with it. Because if I was a contractor and I needed a skid steer to go make money, yeah, it'd be bad. Man, I would be hurting right now. Mm-hmm. So, and it is nothing to do with Thompson or even Cat. It's just the global supply chains are so strained right now. It's like anyone that's tried to buy a car recently, you know, like drive by a car lot right now, drive by a Ford dealership. It's it's almost scary how few brand new vehicles are in that lot. Yep. There might be like three new F one fifty sitting there when typically there should be. 200. Yeah. It's just be overflowing. It's wild. Uh, I spent the most money I've ever spent on a couch um, in January. Uh, we don't have it yet. Nice. Um, and they said, we got, we had like talked and they said, yeah, we'll have it delivered by the end of May. So then we like never got the. And it's June. Well, and this, we talked to them like a week before. It was probably mid May is when we talked about it. And they said, yeah, it'll be, it'll be delivered at the end of May. So we're like, okay. And so like it was, the first week of June. And so my wife called and said, yeah, it's sitting here. It's been ready to go for a couple of weeks, but we were going to get your ottoman ready. And my wife's like, fuck no. Yeah. Like you were going to send it right now. Put yeah. that in the mail. They're like, okay, it'll be there at the end of June. It's like, well, thanks. Sick. Like, And to me, like that's, it's the exact same thing. It's just like everything's so knotted up right now. Nothing moves fast. It's so frustrating. Uh, but a couch is not something you want to be cheap on. No. Like, I've learned you want to get exactly what you want. And it is well worth the wait. We, as a, as a family, we have committed ourselves to, we are not going to buy crap. So we, in both the homes we've owned, we've had rooms with nothing in them for yeah. years. And it's like, well, eventually we'll buy what we want in there. But like, why would we buy something that's not very nice? No, and furniture these days is just total garbage a lot of times. Like it's yeah, almost- Yeah, to get something really nice, it's extremely expensive these it's, days. It's extremely expensive, but that's like, I've learned- Furniture is not something to skimp out on. Mm. Like you buy this this garbage stuff and it lasts, it doesn't even last, didn't look good. You're not stoked about it, but you buy like a nice cash. You're like, yeah, like yeah. I have made it. I have arrived. My I mean, friends. I'm at the age where I've reached the age now where when we, when that couch comes, I want to be like, hell yeah, we're yeah. sitting on that thing all day. That's being an adult right yeah, there. That's what I want. We have a, a green velvet couch coming for the office. When you and Molly were talking about that, that, psyched me for sure. I think oh, that's just yeah. like a good style and it's going to be cool. I mean, it's not going to be here until 2028, Sure, but it's ordered. Yeah. You just got to believe, man. It'll show yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go, Brett. The answer is in Aaron's backyard slash wherever else he can take it. It's that simple. All right. Last question of the day. This one is anonymous. I have a long tenure employed at a dirt work company and I've been trying to convince the founder to put the company's values into words for the past couple of years. Yeah. The company was started in the early 2000s and is approaching an eight-figure annual revenue status. Nice. Growth is consistent, but internal communication <laughs> is minimal. There are no mission or vision statements, no verbiage of core values, and my attempts to influence movement in those directions seem to have no effect. How can I help the owner see the importance of defining and communicating these things? That's a great question. Killer question. This is high-level thinking. I would at least have a conversation about it if you haven't. Like, ask for some time to actually just discuss it. And the best the best book I've read on on values is called Uncontainable by Kip Tindall. He started the Container Store. 
And it's all, uh, the whole book is based on their values and the importance of their values. So I would just have that, have the conversation of why you think it's important and why you want them and how it's going to make the business better and make the business more money and make people happier and help solve their labor problem. Like there's so many benefits to it or to have him listen to this damn podcast. Like we, we operate with our, our mission. I, I guess going back to construction companies, all these construction companies are very successful. And we just had this discussion on a previous podcast, not on this one. Everyone is making a lot of money. Everyone is enjoying a lot of success. There's no reason to do anything differently. However, the world is changing beneath these people's feet. Mm -hmm. That is why this industry has a labor problem because the world is changing and what they're doing is not working anymore. But there's no incentive to change because the success right now is greater than ever before. Yeah. But anybody intelligent and anybody successful knows that you must adapt and change as the times adapt and change. And one of the big changes I think this industry needs to make is that this next generation wants to know that what they do matters. We have so many different opportunities to go get a paycheck. So many different opportunities. And what people don't understand, and we talked about this yesterday, in this industry, we're not competing with one another. We're competing with all these other industries that are stealing people from us and putting them into careers that don't matter. This industry matters. What we do matters. But it we can't connect those dots unless we've defined that. And unless we explain to our people why the hell they're showing up every single day beyond just a paycheck. It's really important. And just as an owner, if you don't have values, if you don't have your values defined, every company has values they operate based on. So you can't have a successful company without a value system in place. But if you don't have values that are, are written and that are trained into your people and that are part of your onboarding process, you're screwing yourself. You're operating less, you're operating way less efficiently as you should be. You're not empowering your people to make decisions to exercise that decentralized command. And ultimately, you're not making nearly as much money as I believe you could be. Your people aren't as happy. You're not making as much money as you could be. And you're not future proofing yourself. And those are all pretty important. Yeah. Me as a 26 year old, I go to a construction company website right now. If I see why they do what they do on there, if I see their values and how they play out within their business, I'm going to be so much more excited to go to work for that company. So much more excited. I'm going to feel so fucking good to work there. I just got, there were two messages yesterday of I had this call. Someone made a call. Someone made a decision. And it ultimately is not what we need to be doing, but it wasn't their decision that was the problem. It was bigger picture than that. And I called them up and I said, hey, I just want you to understand the problem here isn't the decision that you made. This just brought a bigger problem to light. So I want you to know that I appreciate you making this decision. And I want you to keep making these decisions. That's how, and, and, and he responded with, I've never, I've never worked for a company that's so serious about it. I am so, so serious about it. And people appreciate that. We get a lot out of people and people can just, they're just better human beings. It's not even... We're not even approaching it like we need our values to get the most out of people. It's that we just want a value system that everyone can agree upon and that unites us under a single roof, under a single mission. And so we can march all in the same direction and feel good about it. Man, you uh, covered a lot of it. 
I was, so I would just start with that conversation. Yeah. Send them this, this podcast. I, I read, read the book uncontainable. It all makes sense. And, and if, if you like, I see a lot of construction companies right now. I see a lot of companies. I talk to a lot of company owners. If you're not doing this, you're in trouble down the road. You're not in trouble now. Your, your business is probably more successful than ever before. That's great, but you're in trouble down the road. Yeah. I'm willing to bet everything I have on that. And I'm not saying this without practicing it all of myself. And our business is growing three times a year right now based on a system of consistent principles and values and a, a single mission that we've organized everyone within our business around. The one thing I'll add, and I, I've said some parts of this before, but as a company, you don't pick what the values are. No. You identify what your what the values you've already been trying to implement. And then as you as you said, as the person who put it in the question, they said there's no verbiage of those core values. And like that's the important part. You have to speak speak what those values are. Yeah. And as an owner, it's like I hear this frustration all the time. Like these people just don't get it. I'm like, yeah, they don't fucking get it because you haven't written it down. Like no shit they don't get it. And how are they supposed to get what's in your head? And that's just the start. If the only place the the core values are are on like the onboarding paperwork, like that's not it. No, it's it constant. They should be part of. They should be part of 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 daily your your safety your safety meetings. Like you could be talking about these daily. Like yeah. it's you should be recognizing people for them. Like we have a, a value word every single month to just recognize people for. Like Eric Jumper won it the the month prior because he did a he did his first training on the industry and equipment. And, and he got it for develop three X people, one of our values. And how many, if you've listened to this podcast, how many times have we mentioned the fucking values? And All that's because the they're really important to us. Yeah. And that's, that's, this podcast is an extension of transparency wins. We don't do a whole lot of editing. Mm-mm. You don't tell me the questions prior. We talk about our entire business. If you ask me a question, I'll answer it. Yeah. And that's, and that's where we want to be is um, if, if we're showing off like, not showing off, but if we're showing and putting language to like what our values are, like that's that's how we we work on our mission of making the dirt what a better place. Yeah, and I going to my St. Louis trip the other day. You know, Andy Frisella, he could have talked about anything. He spent the entire time talking about brand and values. So don't take it from me. Take it from him, or yeah. take it from all these other business people that are saying this is really important and this is how we've done what we've done. Absolutely, I get fired up about this topic because it's. It matters. It really matters. All right. Well, thank you for submitting that question. Um, Aaron, you want to talk about this week's guest? This week's guest is going to be Ben Warren from Warren Land Management, a young buck like myself in the Tennessee area who started a company not too long ago doing land clearing and simple civil work. Pretty good dude. I'm excited to have a conversation with him. Haven't had it yet. It's going to be good. The reason I know it's going to be good is on the list of people you've you sent me of people you'd like to have on the podcast. His name was on there multiple times, which means yeah. you've thought about it more than once. No, and I, I, I good dude. I've enjoyed the conversations I've had with him in the past, and we are also trying to do as much podcasting in person. And once we have the studio, yep, it will almost. Always, if not always, go to in person. Yep. Starting in August, and and that should really grow this damn thing. It's a constraint, but it's an important constraint to operate underneath. 
Well, and all these, the local folks that have not been, or that will have done uh, these remote conversations, we'll just have to have them back and do it in person. Exactly. That, uh, yeah. So every, uh, we could re rehab every conversation we've already had. We can, we can have all the, the same guests on and have totally different conversations. It's just in person is just so much more enjoyable Yeah, for so many different ways. And I, I was telling you this the other day, I was like, I really love podcasting, but in person it's, it's a, it's more of a chore when it's remote because you're just missing that human connection. It's just a zoom call with like a little bit more intentionality. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And we've built, we've built this thing into what it is remotely. Yeah. Meaning if we take it in person, wow. we're, bur- we're bursting at the seams. Like we're, we are yeah. ready to be in person. Everything will be on video. Yep. We'll be using as much alcohol as we can. <laughs> hey, you know, if we have to record a podcast at 9am, you know, we've talked about po- alcohol being a little bit part of the uh, way we, we get our guests I'll, and get them to open up. Man, I'll got to do what you got to do. I'll drink in the morning for a podcast <laughs> hey, because my, it's work. My I'm boss said I had work. to. Yeah. We're, we're doing business here. Yep. So stay tuned for that next episode dropping and we're working on a, a whole lot of other exciting guests. Yep, it's well, it's, like. it's going to blow up here in the next couple months, y'all. All right. Well, as always, we appreciate you spending time with us on this uh, Monday. This is a Monday podcast. It's a Monday podcast. Sorry, I've recorded a lot of podcasts this week. <laughs> spending time with us this Monday or whenever you're listening to this, if you have any questions for us, send them in to dirttalkatbuildit.com or comments or whatever you may may have. Um, we've been receiving a lot of awesome notes and like I just received one note earlier this week from some somebody saying they, they you know chose the industry as their career because they've been listening to the podcast. Amazing. That's wild. That's really, really um it's just it's just really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks humbling. for humbling. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. That was humbling. That was the word I was looking for. Gotcha. Thanks for finding it for yeah. me. And we'll see you on the next episode of Dirt Talk. Stay dirty. See y'all.